This morning, I want to share with you the story of a brave soul, a reading from my journal. (laughs) Day one. Today, I have decided to fast. There are a handful of times in which I have fasted, so I hope I can do this well. It is now 8.30 a.m. I hope to do a long day fast. But I will start, but if I start to feel weak by lunchtime, I mean, I will have to give in. Honestly, honesty always before piety. It's 9.15 a.m. now. I am sitting in my car writing this before heading to work. I have consumed zero foods and have had three bottles of water. I read an article that said that water suppressed hunger. So far, it's working. It's 9.45. I almost had an accident on my way to work today. I think it was related to the lack of food in my body. I started on a fourth water bottle. That'll help. I am sitting on my desk, about to begin answering emails. It's 9.50 a.m. I brought my daughter, Galilea, to work with me this morning, and she's trying to feed me goldfish crackers. Now, I am teaching my daughter to share. It would be tragic if I denied her this one tiny cracker. Besides, it's only one. Ten minutes have passed. It's 10 a.m. I wonder if I, was, if I wasn't fasting, what would I have for breakfast? probably be tacos. It's 10.05. I am being tempted by the snack tub Galilea left next to me. That is too much temptation. Maybe I should clean my office for all the snacks I can see. Hide them away. 11.30 a.m. now. It's almost lunchtime. My office is clean from all the snacks, although I did eat a couple. Maybe I should go pray. Oh, oop, never mind. I just got an email from Diane saying she's buying lunch. I guess God is ready for me to eat again. Otherwise, it wouldn't be free. Wow, that was a long morning of fasting. It's not as hard as I imagined. Maybe I can go again and do it next Lent season. Let us pray. Creator, I rejoice in the privilege of worshiping worshiping you in a space like bearing with a community who loves and supports me as they support each other in every way. May your words be heard this morning. May today's message bring us closer to you. May your spirit guide us and comfort us in this journey of Lent. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Amen. Ah, fasting. One of the hardest spiritual practices that I have ever attempted to do. Um, When I was a young girl, the church I grew up in, We didn't follow a a calendar the way we do in the Methodist church. 
we would uh, only observe uh, Christmas and um, Good, uh, not Good Friday, Easter. So um, fasting was a, a practice that I saw often, but never related to this time, to Lent. Um, as a young child, I was about six years old the first time I practiced in a community fasting. That's what the church used to do. So they used to start services at 5 p.m. and uh, open the doors. Entire families will be invited into the sanctuary where um, we would sing praises, and we were one of those loud praising churches, so it would break off into break dances and everything. And um, this would happen for like three long hours, and then we would do some praying for another three hours, and then um, some long, quiet time. And so by the time it was 5 a.m., we had spent a whole um, 12 hours of fasting. Nobody was allowed to eat anything, not even the kids. But it was easier for us because we just took a long nap. You see why I was never good at fasting. (laughs) So the times that um, we did fast as a community, it was done in a sense of a, a type of exchange with God. It was this, I would put my body through this grief if you would answer this prayer for me. So fasting was some type of exchange of favors. I would stop eating for 12 hours if you, will, if you will cure this disease, if you will help me pay my bills, if you would um, make it rain tomorrow so I don't have to go to work. It was always this exchange. Another idea of fasting or, or um, interpretation of, of fasting that was observed by, by this church I grew up in was that fasting was done to punish our bodies. We had to make this body suffer so that we can understand where Jesus was coming from. Because if Jesus did it, and we want to be like Jesus, well, we're going to make this body suffer some. As evident in my journal entry from that one time I tried to fast, I'm not, it was also the only journey, journal entry I had because I'm not a very good journal keeper either. I'm not very good at it. It seems like the times I have tried to fast, I spend more time in what I am missing out on rather than in meditation and prayer. So the entire day I'm thinking of the lack of the food rather than meditating or reading or praying. So why would I ask you to do something I cannot? I am here to offer a different light of fasting during this time of Lent. Taking a step toward taking the time that we are provided through the season of Lent um, by practicing in fasting as a spiritual practice in which we meditate in each other with our eyes set on the cross. What does this mean? It means taking some time to walk through the wilderness with God, but at the same time, keeping each other in mind. Now, this church is widely known for its social justice fighting. I mean, I do not exaggerate when I tell you that, Bering, you are very well known 
for all the social justice you have done, fighting you have done throughout the years. This is before Diane got here, before I got here, through many pastors. During our Wednesday night group, support group, um, a person was invited who is a very well-known advocate to come and share some information about advocacy in the community. And I brought her upstairs and I showed her the room and she said, wow, um, I'm kind of nervous. And I was like, oh, don't be so small groups, very intimate. Well, you know, I was invited to come and share about advocacy at Bering. Like, you know, what am I gonna say? I mean, Bering has done so much. How much more can I bring to share? This is the kind of recognition that is out there. It goes beyond these walls. It goes beyond the south border as well. This is why my petition to you during this time of Lent is not a call to action because we have spent a year long of fighting. And I know a lot of us are tired. I know a lot of us have a feeling that nothing has changed or that very little was done. A lot of us even have a feeling that we didn't do much being able to because we decided to get involved in other areas or activities. A lot of us feel like we've been fighting for so long, I can't fight no more. So let's take this time in Lent to walk with God, to know that it's okay to rest, and it's okay for us to take a step into the wilderness knowing that God is with us. This is why my petition to you during this Lent is not a call to action. It is a call to stay still and rest upon God's bosom. Yet we, we are a church that does, right? So this rest is going to look a little different from just taking a long nap. I want you to do your spiritual practices thinking of the communities that need our support. How does that work? When I prepare for my sermons, I like to make it a viral part of my meditation to spend time with community. The words of the scripture take life when I am among those who sit in the margins. Those who are just like me and those who are not just like me. It takes me stepping outside of my comfort zone a whole great deal, ending in places where I feel like I'm an odd one out. But it's important that I do that so that I am able to see everyone through God's eyes, so that I'm able to see my neighbor and their struggles and when I come back in meditation, when I close the door in my room and I pray, I do a prayer to ask God to strengthen me so that we can keep fighting for each other. So I like to go to the flea market, or La Pulga, because 
there are so many news um, reports that, that talk about the struggle of the undocumented community. And I, as a person who now has the privilege through a document called Deferred Action or DACA, I'm able to hold an employment without my status being asked for two years at a time. But. So I worry about my community. I, don't just re I, I didn't just receive this work permit and then went on about my life. I want to make sure that I am with them so that I know how they are working together and I too can come and bring whatever I have and offer it to the community. So in, in the Pulga, you see folks, a, a community that's there supporting each other. You see folks selling tacos across the street, I mean across the, the space, the Pulga space. They all have the same price on the tacos so that nobody's selling more than anybody else. We're not here to compete, we're here because we need to feed our kids. You see folks who bring gently used items, who are selling them to pay bills, and when somebody comes in and says, you know what, I don't have the $25 to pay for this, but I'll give you 20, there's a mutual understanding that I'm neither taking advantage of you offering $20, because I know this is how you're feeding your family, as well as I know you're not taking advantage of me, and I will let you pay me $20, because I know you really need this item. So there are different ways the community responds and loves and holds each other. Um, recently, a transgender woman was murdered in Puerto Rico. And so I want to know how my transgender family is doing. I want to check on them and see how they're doing. Not so that I can come and change something for them, but just to be with them, to show them that care and that love. And um, this transgender woman, her name was Alexa. She went into a McDonald's. She used the women's restroom, and the, the owners called the police. The police showed up. They didn't do anything to her and left. Somebody thought that they needed to get rid of her. And so she was murdered. I go to Casa and Andrea, which a lot of you know are transgender siblings. Um, they used to come in, uh, into our worship services, and they've come to several other events in the church. And I want to go and check on them to see how they're doing. Again, not, not to bring change, but to be with them. These two are ways that we can fast. Although I'm not stopping myself from eating something I really want, I am giving up my time to be with people who need it. I am giving up my time, and if time is precious anywhere, it's in the United States. Because we have so many things to do. Everybody's running around, hurrying to the next thing. And one of the most sacred thing we, the most sacred thing we can do is to stop what we are doing, especially if something that is for our own um, enjoyment, and go check on somebody to see how they're doing. This is 
um, a way, a different way of fasting. And to me, it brings me great joy because I am really a people person. This is not just because I am a pastor. I enjoy genuinely being around people and seeing them and being with them because I can see the face of God in them. So in um, our text to, uh, this morning, we see Jesus being tempted. He is taken into the wilderness by the Spirit. But before we get there, we, we take a look back, and Jesus is recognized by John as um, the God's chosen one. John baptizes Jesus, and what happens? God recognizes Jesus as God's chosen one. Then Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness. This time that Jesus has spent or will spend in the wilderness is necessary so that he too believes in that identity in God. His identity in God. So Jesus' time in the wilderness is not just to defeat the tempter, but so that he knows who he is and walks through his ministry, which will not be easy, confident in that identity. When the tempter tempts Jesus at the beginning, we hear him say, or her, the tempter say, if you are who you say you are. That big if is meant to bring doubt in who Jesus is. It's not that the tempter didn't know Jesus could do it. It's not that the tempter was um, throwing to see if he had a chance, or she, sorry, I keep using pronouns for the tempter, um, to get to Jesus. Jesus could do it. He's the chosen one. But the tempter had to try. And so when Jesus walks out of the wilderness, he walks out fully confident in his, idea, in his uh, identity. So as I say, our church family does extend beyond these walls. And the need for community is great, but we cannot just jump into action without spending time in the wilderness. We must take some time to examine ourselves to overcome the tempter who wants to convince us that there is nothing we can do for those at the margins. Who wants us to remain feeling like we must take care of ourselves before we take care of anybody else. Let me tell you that upon the end of Lent, if you have spent the time in meditation, observing your neighbor's needs and praying for, for clarity, we will come out of the wilderness ready to continue our fight, but not out of self-preservation, rather out of love for our neighbor. When we set our eyes on the cross, we become a force against injustice. We began to desire a change, not for ourselves, but for the others. 
It will be likewise for our neighbor, so that it feels like I do not have to watch my own because I know I have a community who is fighting for me while I fight for others. This is the certainty that moves us forward and towards an unconditional love that cannot be taken away. So as we do our meditations and our fasting and prayers during Lent, may we be reminded that although sin separates us from God, through Christ we are reconciled and saved. We are ready to take action once again and continue to stand in solidarity with those who are voiceless. May we remain, be reminded that the victory belongs to Christ. It is through our actions that we can best preach the good news. When our words have been taken by grief and hopelessness, may our actions bring Christ into dark, uh, the light of Christ into the darkest of places. May we know our identity in God and may we move forward as we meditate through this season of Lent, knowing that the victory has been already won. What we do and the way we organize as a church and move forward will continue to bring change into the world because we don't do it out of um, pride, but rather as love through small gestures of love. In the name of the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sustainer. Amen.